Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. The Country Station, Goober 95.1. Big Rick in the Morning. And, uh, you know, I was gloating yesterday about that big win for my Purple Aces, the Evansville Purple Aces, pulling out that uh, upset of uh, Kentucky, and of course you hear Kentucky right here every single game, the home of Big Blue Nation here on Goober 95.1. But Evansville is just up the road from Bowling Green. I'm from there, obviously the listeners know this, and uh, I mean this is a big regional story and it's become a national story. I'm joined on the hotline right now with play-by-play announcer for the Purple Aces, Jevin Redman. How are you feeling this morning, man? Well, today not too bad for that. I, I still, uh, still not sure it actually happened. Uh, it's one of those surreal feelings, but you know, what a night last night for Evansville and, and for the program, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, now you are a former Western announcer, too, is that correct? Yeah, so I spent a year down there in Bowling Green, um, grew up in the Evansville area, went to Mount Vernon High School, then graduated from USI, and mm-hmm. um, was in Louisville for the summer after, and then I got a job with the Western Kentucky women's team, would have been now two basketball seasons ago, and I filled in doing some football um, two years ago as well, so absolutely love Bowling Green, and then Job opened back up in Evansville, um, kind of my hometown, and had to take it. But, yeah, love the tops. And uh, I don't know if the listeners know this, but you and I are Mount Vernon Wildcats, by the way, too. <laughs> we are, yes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about this game real quick. Now, obviously, we're on a country music radio station. A lot of rabid UK fans here. They're going to understand some of the lingo. But to some of our listeners who don't really follow basketball but know of the story, how significant is this win, not only for the Evansville program, but the college basketball landscape for this year? Well, I mean, Evansville went in as as either 24.5-point or 25-point underdog in the contest. And as I was scrolling through Twitter, you know, Evansville was the number one trending thing on Twitter last night. No way. <laughs> I think some of, some of those people, yeah, that are on Twitter will realize how big that is. And, you know, not many people are familiar with the University of Evansville basketball program. They were popular back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But ever since they made the transition to D1, the last 20 years have, have been extremely difficult for the program. Yeah. Um, they've only had about one crack at making the NCAA tournament and fell just a bit short three or four years ago. Um, but I saw a tweet coming home, and it said this was the third largest upset in college basketball in the past 15 years as far as the point spread. Yeah. And so that kind of puts it into context how big of a win it was for Evansville. And not only that, you tie in the storyline with Coach McCarty going back to Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. He's obviously big in Evansville with going to Harrison High School and what he's doing with the program right now. But, I mean, he's a legend in the U.K. winning a national title in 1996. And so for him to go back there for the first time to Rupp Arena, a place where U.K. hardly ever loses – yeah, do that with a team like Evansville is pretty impressive. And that '96 UK team had like four out of the five starters went in the top ten in the NBA draft, I believe. Is, yeah, something like that. And I know, I know the number was as far as players on that team that went to the draft. They had nine players that played in yeah. the NBA eventually. And what's yeah. even more ironic is Patino left, and then I think he ended up having Walter McCarty with the Celtics too. Yeah, and and Coach McCarty was on Patino's staff a little bit at Louisville. That's kind of how he got his coaching career started as an assistant. Mm-hmm. And then Walter went to the NBA with the Pacers and Celtics uh, for a handful of years as an assistant, and Evansville got him as a head coach last year. So, I mean, he knew it was going to be a big rebuilding project last year. Yeah. He was playing with essentially eight or nine guys. A lot of his transfers couldn't play till this season. They went 11-21, and 21, and now he has several big-time D1 transfers that have come to Evansville from Kansas, Coastal Carolina, uh, Pittsburgh. 
Mm-hmm. And he's trying to build something here in Evansville, and it's off to a good start so far in year two. One of the things I retweeted last night uh, while everybody was going hysterical, including me, I was just, I literally <laughs> screamed in my car listening to the game, um, was uh, Evansville was picked to, to, I guess, in the preseason Missouri Valley poll to be eight out of 10 teams. So in the bottom five, uh, that they were predicted to finish in the Missouri Valley. So, uh, you know, now that you've seen this team, it's you know they're now two and zero. Obviously, you're a couple of games into the season. How are things looking as far as a realistic chance to win their conference and make the tournament? Well, to be honest, when they when they picked them A's, um, I knew they'd be picked toward the bottom just because a lot of a lot of people in the valley don't know the amount of talent that was sitting out last year for Evansville, and so I expect them to be toward the bottom. But realistically. I had them, I think, fourth or fifth, and I still think that's pretty true. I think they'll be right around third or fourth in the conference. Um, the old saying goes, you're never as bad as you are at your low point, never as high as, or good as you are at the high point. Um, so I think Evansville through two games, it's still too early to tell how good this team is. I know they're going to be fun and exciting to watch. As far as how many wins that translate into, I don't know just yet. I mean, just a week and a half ago, everyone was freaking out because they about lost the Division Two team in their <laughs> exhibition game. So. Yeah. How quickly things can change. But I do know this is a team that Evansville can get behind. It's very exciting. Uh, they play a fast style. They shoot a lot of threes. And they have some extremely talented guys that are going to play overseas eventually and you know, possibly in the NBA. So, and, uh, uh, no, go, go ahead. Far, I, I didn't mean right. to step on you there. Go ahead. Finish your sentence there. And then just to kind of answer your question, as far as making the tournament with the Valley, it's so tough because you have to win the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you don't really get automatic bids. So it really comes down to how you play in March. But you know, if Evansville continues to improve, they have a chance to finish for the top of the conference. I thought one of the cool storylines out of this gigantic storyline, one of the, the the cool things was they played a clip of the pursuit of happiness in the locker room before the game, and that seemed to inspire those players to come out and play the way they did. That's a pretty cool story right there. Yeah, and that's just how I mean, that's just how Walter is as a person. He's a very positive, outgoing type of guy, and you know, his message when he first got to UE is. Don't let anyone tell anybody that you can't do something. I mean, he's just so encouraging no matter what, what, what you do. You know, as a broadcaster, he's been encouraging to me with the athletic department. He encourages everyone in marketing and, and ticket sales and video production. I mean, just no matter what you, what you do, he respects you and always encourages you to do the best you can. And I think him playing that clip of the, of the movie before the game just really fits him so well. So what does this mean for UK? You know, I saw a lot of analysts on Twitter last night after the game. Obviously, they were congratulating Evansville. But uh, a few of them were saying they think UK will still stay number one. Well, what do you think? Well, I don't see any way they can stay number one, especially if Duke doesn't lose. I mean, they're number two, and and they crushed whoever they were playing last night, like Central Arkansas or something. But, I mean, I think UK falls in the polls. Um, they won't come out till what, next Monday? Yeah. So I think they slip. They'll still be in the top ten. Um, but they're going to drop down a few notches. And in the whole grand scheme of things, it doesn't really do anything for Kentucky. They're still going to be a number one, number two seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. and maybe maybe this is a good thing for that team because it wakes them up and gets them a little bit more motivated. I do know one thing. I feel bad for the next team that UK has to play because they are, they're going to be a bit fired up after losing to Evansville. Yeah, um, I saw that. Uh, well, Coach Cal is quoted as, as saying in his presser, I didn't actually get to watch it, uh, but he said he got outcoached last night. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, I do 100%, yeah. I mean, Coach McCarty came with the game plan and, and his team executed it, so you, you give credit to the players as well, but UK, if they if they have one weakness, it is they cannot shoot the three ball. They came in 25% from yeah. range. They were right around that mark last night. And Evansville really lived with just contesting mid-range jumpers, contesting threes, and if you hit it, well, we tip your cap. And, and you know, good job. Just don't score at the rim. And Evansville protected the paint very well. They out-rebounded Kentucky. 
I think they were outcoached, and also, I mean, Evansville's played harder than, than Kentucky did. Yeah. I think that last inbound play, which took a few minutes to unfold because there was, I think, a couple of timeouts and a couple of delays there, uh, but why didn't Kentucky foul on that inbound play and try to get to the line? On, was this like under 10 seconds? I believe so, yeah. Well, they uh, well there was one inbound pass, and then it got deflected out of bounds, and then they did foul with about six seconds left. I remember what you're talking about because Evansville took the ball on the right side of the court, had it deflected out of bounds, there were two timeouts called, and it felt like Evansville was trying to inbound for what was like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they eventually did get it in, and then Kentucky did foul. Evansville went down, hit two free throws, that put him up three. And UK got the ball back with six seconds out oh, of three as, as time expired and it was an air ball. My, my memory is failing me right now. That's what I was thinking of right there. Okay, well, well, let's just let's just disregard that then. Uh, finally, <laughs> you know, I saw something pretty cool uh, from Mike Fine, who works over at uh, WTBW in Evansville. He's a sportscaster over there. And he put up this post on Facebook, uh, what is in Evansville? And that was probably the funniest part of Facebook and Twitter last night. Uh, I think there's an Evansville in every state of the union, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, now that uh, now that this has happened, do you think Evansville is officially on the map again as far as uh, relevance in college basketball? Well, I think it gets some attention. Um, you know how the social media realm works here. <laughs> You're popular for about 24 hours, and then you're kind of forgotten. Yeah, the internet always <laughs> so I wins. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think they're going to be forgotten. Um, you know, in the in the Missouri Valley, that kind of gets some attention with this with this team um, this year. They're better than eighth place team, and maybe some of their opponents on the schedule. I mean, as far as our people in Texas and Los Angeles can be thinking about Evansville basketball, honestly, probably not. But for 24 hours, it's cool to be on the national spotlight and and be the talk of the world. Yeah, uh, I saw on on your Twitter uh, that your dad got to go to the game with you to not only experience you call a, a game in Rupp Arena of all places, but then to see this upset. How special was that for you? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, it's funny how it worked out. I, I was going to take him on a trip this year. I went to Chicago or to um, Missouri State. Mm-hmm. And we charter on, on on a team plan. I thought, well, you can go with us on a trip, just kind of see what it's like and. And then UK, they had someone in the athletic department that couldn't go uh, for Evansville, and there was an open spot on the radio side. And I said, hey, can I bring my dad? And this was about a week ago, and so they applied for the credential and got it, and he was able to come. So he was he was just thrilled to be able to go and you know sit down on the floor and, and, and watch Kentucky play in person like that. And then for Evansville to get the win made it even more special. Well, my hat's off to you, Jevin. Uh, Jevin Redman, who's on the phone line with me right now, the play-by-play announcer for the Evansville Purple Aces. Uh, dude, not only are you from my hometown, Mount Vernon, Indiana, you're a Mount Vernon Wildcat. You, you've gone on to do some great things in your career. But this obviously has to be the top thing. But, man, it's it, what is it like to, to start you know, as, as a high school play-by-play guy and then move and get the Evansville job, the Western job, and then to, to, to do this? How, what do you feel like leading up to all this happening uh, last night? Well, I knew I wanted to do this when I was about eight years old. Um, never knew if I could do it for a career. And didn't really know until college. Started going just studying marketing, to be honest with you. And then found out I could call games for the local station at USI. And started to do that. Had some success with it. Won a few awards. And thought, well, I'm going to add it as well in addition to marketing. And then made some connections throughout my way. And went to Louisville for a year. Western Kentucky for a year. Now back at Evansville. So it's it's... It's a little bit surreal to see where you started now to, hey, I got to call that game last night. Yeah. It still doesn't really feel real this morning. Um, I've been telling people, I've been really busy the past about 12 hours and haven't really done a whole lot, if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like everything's a spin around your head. But it's really cool, and 
I'm just happy for this group with Evansville. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of great people. The coaching staff and players, they treat you so well. I've been some places where, you know, the coaching staff, they don't care about the broadcaster. They don't really talk to you. It's, you know, you're kind of like a pain to them, but, you know, this team really welcomes you and you really feel like you're a part of them. Yeah. Uh, but one last thing, I got I to tip the cap to you. Uh, let's see. I think I've heard your call on Golik and Wingo, uh, Sports Center. Uh, I, I think maybe Colin Cowherd has had a couple of clips. If, I, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to assume he did. Uh, and some other national shows. I mean, what's it like to hear yourself on national TV like that? Well, I woke up from a text message from my friends that, hey, you're on SportsCenter. And uh, I'd actually sent in the audio to SportsCenter. I had one connection with a guy that used to go to UE. He works in production. I said, hey, here's the audio. If you guys want to use it, great. If not, no worries. And when the thought, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty cool to be on SportsCenter. Um, not going to lie about that. But, you know, still just, just an awesome moment for the program. And I hope they can build off this and uh, end up having a great season. Okay. Um, Jevin Redman, the play-by-play announcer for the Evansville Purple Aces. And, you know, personally, I'm being a little biased here, I'm just so proud of that team and what they pulled off last night. Uh, You know, Evansville as a city is kind of coming back. They've been doing a lot of great things there in town. The university has obviously made a big investment in the basketball program once again. It seems like they're making some waves there. Uh, and, of course, I'm very proud of you, man. Uh, being from the area, you, you get to call games from where you're from, and you just did a great job last night. That team did a wonderful job. I just can't congratulate you guys enough. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Go Tops and go Aces. How about that? All right. Yeah, sounds <laughs> good, brother. Thanks, Jevin. Have a good day, buddy. We'll see you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com.